0: So I'm going to continue preaching and teaching on what I started last Sunday morning, um, and I'm calling it Emerging from Difficulty, and this is part two. I don't know if anyone got to a garden centre, how exciting, a DIY store, a phone shop, I don't know what else, an electrical shop, my goodness did we ever think going to one of those places would be an event. But. In this emerging, in phase one from lockdown, this has opened up, so I don't know if anyone has got to it. I'm personally looking forward to getting to a garden centre, getting in a few supplies and a DIY store and all of that. But I'm looking spiritually tonight and I'm going to continue with what I think is something prophetic. Thank you for all the feedback um, on WhatsApp and personally on Sunday, it was very encouraging. But I want to continue with what I think is something prophetic. I know God spoke to me in this, so um, if you're here tonight and you want to connect in some way with what God is saying for now and where we're going, then perhaps you're in the right place. That's all I can say. So I pray, Lord, that not only would our minds be open tonight, but our hearts also. Would anyone say amen? Amen. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that your Holy Spirit would speak to us, nourish us, and show us the way to go, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, emerging from difficulty part two, just as Ireland and much of the world is beginning to slowly emerge to a degree from this um, lockdown, I think we're all emerging spiritually in a different way, and I want to talk about that tonight. You might remember Sunday we were looking at the woman at the well, John 4, can I reiterate? Read those 45 verses and you'll get the full impact of what we were looking at Sunday and today. If you didn't see it Sunday, you can check it on Facebook where it lives in the archive there. Or you can also check it out on YouTube as well. So Jesus arrived in Samaria and the geography was very important. It seems there's a lot more people who enjoy maps. I even had someone on the phone to me this morning saying she loved maps, which was great. But this is the map I was talking about, just in case you missed it on Sunday, it's important that we know. Jesus had to leave Judea down here in the south, which was a Jewish area. He was going to another Jewish area, which is Galilee, up in the north of Israel, Palestine, But back then, to get there, the road went like this, and you had to go through this region known as Samaria. It's still called Samaria today. A lot of it is in what's known as the West Bank of Israel and Palestine today. But this was a very different area. They hated the Jews. They were half Jews, half other. Their theology was mixed. Their culture was a bit the same, a bit different. But they hated each other and the Jews didn't like going through there, but we found that Jesus had to go to Samaria. He did it because he had to move away from the Pharisees. If you remember, we were looking at, they were a bit like a virus, and that's how I was describing them. They brought death. They didn't bring life. They were insecure and wanted to hold on to power. So any new movement, spiritually, they were against it, like John the Baptist as well. You know jesus said new wine cannot be put into old wine skins it'll burst new wine goes into new wine skins we are the new wine hallelujah today and um, dare i say it and suggest it and the new wine is across many different churches and expressions but god is doing something new today jesus had to move away from the pharisees because they were uh, dangerous and they would have tried to kill him and he had to isolate from them and so that resonates with us today he went to samaria and we saw how for any jew including jesus it was dangerous to be there it was uncomfortable because you're not in a really jewish area it was very different to either galilee or judea but it was also familiar because they were half jews and they kind of believed some of the stuff above all it was temporary to remain in samaria samaria is a bit like our lockdown isn't it Judea is the past, the way we used to live life, before the virus. I believe prophetically God is saying Galilee is our future. It's also like Judea, it was Jewish. But when they went to the synagogues up there, they did it a little bit differently. Like when we meet back in our building, we're going to have to put in a few changes just to keep everybody safe. But we will be meeting back there, hallelujah, we will be back. But they had to put in, they were a little bit different in their synagogues. Their accent was different. The new normal we're all going into will have a different accent. Culture was a little bit different. But they were back to a degree to where they came from. And that's where we're heading. But right now and right then, Jesus was in his Samaria. And you know what? When he arrived at Jacob's well there, he was weary. And we saw that many people, in some ways, are weary In Samaria or Samaria that we find ourselves in is wearisome and we discovered that Jesus wasn't afraid hallelujah to ask the woman at the well for a drink he needed refreshing to you emotionally spiritually mentally physically we need refreshing we need to ask him ask and you shall receive and finally we also saw a guy called Jabez his name means pain his mother of all people gave him that identity and he at one point in his life had enough of pain and he prayed to the Lord there's a best selling book about it called the prayer of Jabez and he asked God take away the pain keep him from harm enlarge his territory bless me he prayed bless me and God answered the prayer of Jabez, 1 Chronicles 4, 10. So that's where we left off on Sunday, just giving you a brief recap. I want to dive back in to uh, this encounter that Jesus was having with the woman of Samaria, the woman at the well, and I want to talk about that tonight because I think it's prophetic. I'm going to go straight into something that I think is, Prophetic here and maybe it will speak to some of you because the woman at the well in Samaria Look at what she said to Jesus. It was almost like a challenge Now She was broken. She was hurting, but it was like a challenge And I sense this has been said to some of you watching in tonight because she said to Jesus Are you greater than our forefather? Jacob or ancestor Jacob that's verse 12 are you greater? Jesus is greater. His name is above every name. Hallelujah! Every name, on earth, in heaven or in hell, his name is above every name. Is Jesus greater? Is Jesus greater than your issue, than your problem, than your anxiety, than your loneliness, than your financial trouble? Is Problem. Is Jesus greater? Yes, he is. And I think some of us really need to get on our own with God and declare when the devil is attacking us in here, or in really? here, and literally say, Jesus is greater than my unemployment. Jesus is greater than my fear of getting sick. Jesus is greater than this strange friendship or whatever it is you're battling. And i want to prophesy that tonight and ask some of you to just have a bit of faith and declare that Jesus is greater because there will be many who will throw that accusation at you and at me. And you know, one of the prime ones who does it is the enemy of our soul. So let's declare Jesus is greater, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love what Paul says in the book of Romans. Chapter 8 and verse 37. We, that's you and me, if we're Christians, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You know, that, that means you're not just a conqueror. You're more than a yeah. conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Mm. We're not just going to survive. We're going to do more than that. Because if God is for us as we look death on Sunday, who can be against us? So I'm going to go into some scripture. I wanted to open with that and park that little one there. But I'm going to go a bit deeper, a bit more prophetic. Are you with me, lads? Put an amen in the comments. Amen in the comments. Are you with me? Are you tracking? Are you coming with me? Let's give the next, whatever it is, 20 minutes totally to God. And maybe, just maybe, the Lord is speaking through this to you. In Instagram land, they're over there. In Facebook land, they're over there. On YouTube land, or maybe you're just listening in on a podcast. Maybe God will speak to you. So let's dive back in to some of the verses in John chapter 4. Look what she said to Jesus when he challenged her. She said, I know the Messiah is coming. And the woman admitted that. I am he. Jesus replied. Then leaving her water jar behind her, she ran to the town to tell her neighbours about Jesus. You see, Jesus challenged her, and she then admitted the Messiah was going to come. She had just said to Jesus, are you greater than Jacob? He was one of the Jewish patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus here uses words very interestingly. Jesus said, I am. He's the great I am. Remember he said elsewhere, before Abraham was, I am. Mm -hmm. Abraham, who lived thousands of years earlier, the father of the Jewish race and the Jewish people, and Jesus declared even before he was, I am. Jesus is part of the Godhead, present continuous. So he challenges the woman, he declares to her, and we're told she left her water jar behind her, ran to town to tell her neighbours about Jesus. Look at the ripe harvest, Jesus said to his disciples. And then she said, come meet a man who told me everything I ever did, she said to her neighbours. Afterwards, they, the neighbours, said to her, We no longer believe just because of what you said. We have seen for ourselves that he is the saviour of the world. The locals then pleaded with Jesus, stay longer with us here in Samaria. So Jesus stayed with them in Samaria for two more days. And then he moved on to Galilee, where the people welcomed him warmly as they had also been in Jerusalem earlier too, and they saw all that he had done there. Hallelujah. So that's the scripture I want to look at tonight and come to a bit of a a prophetic side and a conclusion of what we were looking at on Sunday. Remember the woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, and Jesus said, I am he. So he established his lordship. I prophesy. Some of us need to see Jesus Christ establish His Lordship again in our homes, in our hearts, in our minds, in our emotions. We need to see Jesus' Lordship established. Mm. I am He. He's mm. saying, "I am He." But look at what happens with her. It says, "Then leaving her water jar behind her, she ran to the town." A prophecy. When you and I emerge out of this, we need to leave stuff behind us that we bought into mm. our Samaria with us. Yeah. Because we bought baggage with us. Just think of that woman. She would have gotten up that morning, or she was heading out to go to the well. She got her water jar, a very important piece of equipment, uh, to carry the water. They had no running water in the houses and all she was thinking about is get water, get water, get water fill the water jar, bring it home I can wash, I can cook I can clean, I have to have water for life, we need it in our home that's all she thought about you and I have come into this strange season and we had stuff in our lives that we thought we couldn't do without and you know what, maybe you're discovering you can Mm. do without some of us need to leave stuff behind us we need to Realised that it's no longer important because she forgot all about it. Mm. the thing that was forefront in her mind became a nothing issue and some of us maybe it's a relationship maybe it was a dream maybe it was a career maybe it was an exam i don't know maybe it was a ministry and we're just gonna have to leave it behind us yeah. Because there's something new happening. There's something more important. And she was running into the town. She was on her way. She didn't have to wait anymore. What are you going to leave behind in Samaria? In this lockdown situation. The day is coming and we're going to emerge from it. We've already started. Mm. But let's be ready, brothers, sisters. In your heart, reflect Because I know that some of us need to leave something behind, just like that woman left the water jar behind her. Maybe it's a lifestyle you need to leave behind. I believe there are some people looking in and you've believed a lie someone told you about yourself. And you have discovered in lockdown, when you're a bit more time on your own, that what they said was false. Leave the lie in Samaria. You move up to your Galilee without that lie dragging you down. Maybe you need to leave a fake friend behind you. You don't need them in your life. Move forward. They weren't your real friend. And that's what she's done. So brothers and sisters, leave something behind in Samaria because you and I are in this place. We don't want to be here. But God has us here. It's not where we want to be, but it is where we're meant to be. So let's use it for the good and leave it behind. I had a a vision in my head, I believe, from the Lord of a girl who's watching in. And here's what I got from the Lord. And what I got was, um, this girl was dancing in a club. And the word that came to me was a double life. You're leading a double life. You're singing songs that are anything but godly in one forum Mm -hmm. and then you're singing Christian songs in another forum and I feel God is saying to you during this Samaria Mm -hmm. when you couldn't go to those clubs you know what God is saying I took it from you and I don't want you to go back to it don't be like the dog who returns to his vomit vomit, is what Peter says God has given you a fresh start. You've broken the connection. Mm, So move forward. Mm. Leave it behind you. Like the water jar. And leave that lifestyle behind you. Because God is something way better for you. Way better for you. Praise God. Leave it behind. Look at what Jesus said to his disciples. Look at the ripe harvest. He said to everyone. You know that when you and I. Emerge (coughs) out of full lockdown. Everyone you meet, I promise you, whether they say it to you or not, everyone you meet and everyone I meet will have changed. Because you're not locked down for a couple of months in isolation without changing. Mm. And I'm speaking about people who perhaps haven't had much of a faith at all. Because the people you and I will meet in our neighbourhoods, at work, at school, all the rest of it, they're going to have questions that they never have coming Mm. into this. Mm. You see, death has been stalking our land. Death, the angel of death has been walking around the world. It's a bit like ancient Egypt. The angel of death has been visiting homes and visiting people. And you see, death is the big taboo. Our society, do you know the reason we have a lockdown and there was never something as extreme as this before? Because, in my opinion anyway, our culture can't handle death. Death is the last taboo. We have a very different relationship with death than say my grandparents who were alive during the Spanish influenza in 1918, 1919. They didn't lock everyone down back then. Okay, they didn't have some of the science, but they were a bit more comfortable with death. But in our world today, Death is the last taboo. Well, you know what? The elephant in the room isn't quiet anymore. He's roaring, and people you're going to meet and I'm going to meet will have questions, will have doubts, will have trauma, and probably will be afraid. But the Christian shouldn't be afraid—not of death. No, we're not called to be stupid, and we are called to be careful like everyone else. But we shouldn't fear death, because for the Christian. It's a different thing altogether. I prophesy to an individual. And I'm going to name your name. I don't know whether you're watching or not. But I, this is strong me. You're the only name I'm going to say tonight. Even though I do have some other words. And the name is Marilyn Munza. Mm. Marilyn, I don't know if you're watching. But this is what God is saying. You thought you were coming close to death last year. And the Lord is saying. And I prophesy, I rescued you. Amen. And you will not see death. Thank you, Jesus. The enemy is telling you all the time death is lurking around the corner, but the Lord is saying the blood is on Amen. your doorpost, Amen. Marilyn, and the angel of death has to pass over. The angel of death has to pass over. Don't let the enemy rob you of your peace. And of your confidence, I'm not saying be stupid, but don't let the enemy rob you. This is a prophetic word for you, Marilyn. The Lord didn't allow you to die Mm. last year, late last year. You're not going to die. Amen. God is the future for you. Praise God. Praise God. So we go into Galilee, brothers and sisters, and the last taboo is gone. And we are going to have such an opportunity to answer questions, to share our hearts, to talk to people about where we've come from. And all of this unease people have. Because people can't just pretend death isn't around anymore. Mm. Because it is. Mm. And you know what? That's healthy. The way the world was, it was fake. Everyone was pretending there was no death. When we all know everyone is going to die. It's just for a Christian, death is a very different thing. But that's a schélella. That's another story. Here's here's something you might not like, but I think it's fantastic. Stay with us here in Samaria, the neighbors pleaded. So Jesus stayed with them. Jesus stayed with them for two more days. A lot of you can't wait to get back to normality. Most of us. Maybe not all, but I think the vast majority of us can't wait to get back to church, because we miss it. It's so much a part of our lives. But yet, Jesus had to wait in Samaria for another time longer. I mean, none of us like waiting. How many people here love hanging out in a dentist's waiting room? Oh, I'm looking forward to a good hour and a half in the dentist's waiting room. None of us want to wait. Why? Why? Because we have people to see and places to go. But guess what? There's no places to go now. And there's no people really to see now. So God has us waiting. Remember the fruits of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. joy, mm-hmm. peace, patience. patience. Jesus waited with them. And you and I, brothers and sisters, have to wait when God says to wait. It may not be what we want, but it could be far the better. God is doing something in you, and he's doing something in me, and he's preparing us. I believe God is saying to a number of people watching in that you're frustrated and you're eager to get back to life. And God is saying, this is life. Mm. God gave me a scripture, mm. 1 Corinthians 4. 20. I've all my little post-its down here. You think they're all in my head but I've all (laughs) my little prompts but don't tell anyone, okay? 1 Corinthians 4.20 The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk but of power. God is saying, if you discover that side of me during this Samaria season during this tarrying, there's an old word this little bit more of waiting You will discover that what was once almost just like words to you will now be an inner reality of the power of God. I know that some of you watching in right now, God is going to prepare you for ministry Mm. that you would have never dreamed of before. We're going into a world where I don't know that we can cope with all of the inquiries Mm. so God is going to raise up other Mm. men and other women Mm. and maybe you'd say I'm only 17 God can use you hallelujah and maybe you say but I'm over 70 oh man God can use you the kingdom of God isn't just talk it's power Mm. it's power so don't despise the waiting God is teaching you something and he's brewing and maybe there's a bit of fire inside your belly now (laughs) and you can sense the Holy Spirit is saying something to you because God wants to prepare you in this time. Brothers and sisters, the Jesus refreshing happened in Samaria and it prepared him to go in to Galilee. You and I are called to be refreshed, not just endure, refreshed. In our souls in our minds and in our hearts. None of us like to wait as I said but God has a purpose in all of this. Let me move forward to the final section of what I want to talk about tonight and that is when Jesus emerged totally out of Samaria. We're told according to the Irish government's um, five-point plan. If you're not living in Ireland, you might know, but we're told by the start of August, if it all goes according to plan, by God's grace, we'll be getting back to really Galilee at that stage. But look what happened to Jesus. He leaves behind Samaria. He crosses over and he goes up to Galilee. And we're told when he arrived in Galilee, he was welcomed warmly by the local people there as they had been in Jerusalem earlier too, and they saw all that he had done. You see, where we're going, where you and I are going to go, and I'm speaking for Ireland, but it's true of many other culture, countries. Do you know, there is what I call um, a folk memory. There's an echo of God in so many people's souls here in Ireland. Whether they learned something in school, Or they knew someone who had a strong faith or was a Christian. But there's something in their memory. There's an echo in their souls of a God moment, of a strange situation. And you, and you, and you, and you, and me, and Denise, and Dara, we are going into that situation. And you know what? Maybe the people who had no time for you and had no interest in you because you were a Christian, Before, I have a sense they're going to welcome us warmly in the new reality. Because we can point the way to the one who is the words of eternal life. The one who is the alpha and the omega. The beginning and the end. The one who can heal not just the mind, but also the heart and also the body. So the Galilee welcome is waiting for us. And I believe God is preparing us to move forward into that. So, as I come towards the conclusion, I want you to think in your head and think in your heart. Am I ready for God to use me? If you are ready, maybe you were ready already. Many of you are mature believers and you've been praying for this day to come maybe you're new to this but you're going you know what god is doing something my heart i'm ready if you're ready on the comment lines could you just say yes Mm. just say yes and you know what that yes will be it'll be like a prayer you're going to declare that prayer to the lord yes i'm ready i'm weak Mm. i have loads of things i don't know but god use me if you can you know my shortcomings but use me just say yes you declare to the lord You declare it to your brothers and sisters who are going to read the comment line, and it's not just now, it's going to be afterwards, particularly on Facebook, this stays up there for a long time, you're going to declare it to yourself, (coughs) and you're going to remember, I declared. In the assembly, this is the nearest thing we get to church. It's digital church. I stood up, as it were, and I declared, yes, Lord, use me. If we were in our building in Curtain Street, i call you up to mm, the top. Mm. And i get you to stand and make a declaration to the Lord, to the other people, mm. to yourself, and to the devil, mm. to the evil one. Mm. I'm not going to be afraid to declare that when the angel of death has been going around Egypt that some homes had the blood of the lamb on the doorpost and that angel of death had to pass over. I'm not saying Christians don't die, what a stupid thing to say, but there is something prophetic and something powerful in knowing the Lord and having that confidence and that faith to move forward to Galilee. So I'm going to pray now for everyone. Is there anyone gone in and said yes? Loads, Loads, of people. people. I can't Everybody. see your comments. I hope you're awake in Instagram. You're the young crowd now, you know, watching on Instagram. So I'm going to check you after. Be awake. Amen. We're going to pray. Obviously I'm standing. Mm-hmm. But maybe you want to stand, maybe you don't. But above all, whatever your body language is, will you pray? Mm. Will you pray? Mm. Let's pray. I ask you, Lord, that we would be ready to be the men and the women you've called us to be when we go to Galilee. Amen. I pray, oh God, we would be able to talk about the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. And we would show faith and not fear when we go in there. The Lord is just speaking prophetically to a guy who was watching in and he's talking to you about boundaries you didn't have boundaries in an area of your life and God is saying I want you to draw a boundary you know what it is you know what it is just draw a boundary and say i never go back again Mm. i never go back to that again here I am I've learned something I'm moving forward and so God use every one of us here I pray we'd remember it and I pray tonight as all my brothers and sisters and my friends are sleeping, that into our dreams, you'd speak prophetically to us, and that we would dream of what you're going to do in our lives, and how you're going to use us wonderfully to our families, to our neighbours and friends, in ministry, wherever you send us. Use us mightily, Lord. Thank you for Samaria. But we look forward to gathering. Amen. And what you'll do in our lives. Yes. In yes. Jesus' name, and God's people say, it. Amen. Amen.